1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: So hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Peter Allison, here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy
3: hoy, are we well, please? Yeah,
2: I'm fine, thanks. a nice little weekend, bit of sunshine, it's been nice, what about you? Bit of the old sun, what an absolute treat, hey? I
3: know, I know. That vitamin D though. Drink it in, Peter, drink it in. Yeah. Uh, yes, lovely, lovely time, it was my mother's birthday uh, on Sunday. Ah, happy birthday Mrs Cribb. Did you celebrate with a FaceTime? Uh, no, a socially distanced walk slash exercise, actually, Pete. Actually, oh, that's I nice. are not even technically supposed to have walks, are we? We're supposed to only do exercise at the moment. Yes. yes. So, yes, we had a, a, a brisk walk to get the heart rate up. Um, yes. But yes, Yeah, socially distanced walk we had, which was nice. Good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my weekend. And then, obviously, sitting down, uh, watching this episode of Friends, and then realising something uh, has happened, which I haven't even told you about yet, have I? No No, that's fine. Well well should we crack on and, and shall I read you the request? Yeah. <laughs> what are Is you there worried?
2: a glaring issue?
3: I'm wondering whether it's something I've done. No, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely not. It's something I've done. Don't you worry. Okay. Well, all all admin based errors for the last I'd say three or four months have been all me. <laughs> um, because you got your ass into gear and made a spreadsheet and all of that sort of stuff sure, so yeah i'll happily take the fall for this i think this is going to end up working out in emma's favor though who's requested this episode today okay i'll read you the request hi hello uh this is from the 29th of september by the way so again not too far back just wanted to say that i've been binging your podcast it was recommended on reddit oh that's the second time someone said that Thanks, Reddit. Oh. I feel very cool and underground when people are recommending us on Reddit. Do you know what I mean?
2: I'm not very across Reddit. It, no, it, it just it's all a bit sort of confusing whenever I go on it. <laughs> You've never sounded so old. I don't know where to click first. You know, there's just yeah. lots of
3: bits to click. Yeah, there's a lot going. On. It's kind of how I used to feel about MySpace when it first came out. I was like, this is—I know this is good, but it's t- there's too much. There's too much visually going on. Yeah, I just want a simple thing. Anyway, there you go. We are old. Uh, I'm a few episodes behind. Probably not anymore, Emma, because this was September. Uh, But I've heard twice now that you've fallen out of the Japanese podcast charts. I'm a Brit living in Japan and hope my binge might boost that for you. (laughs) Great. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I'll have to check in with the Japanese podcast charts from circa late September, early October of 2020. Uh, I'm also hooping. I'm also hoping you might. What (laughs) are you laughing at? Also hooping. Yeah, I like that. Good. Yeah, I'm also hooping. You might do the one where Rachel (laughs) quits for a few different reasons. Uh, But I probably won't ever leave a voice note as one. I don't know how to do that. And two, I hate my voice. Absolutely fair. That's you know. Please feel free to excuse yourself from the voice note for that reason. Thanks so much. This is officially my new favorite podcast. Great, lovely. What a nice request. Okay, well I can't spot any issues there. 2nd of January, 1128. Hello, still loving the podcast? This is less of a bump and more of a twist. Could I please change my episode request? Oh, no. Uh, No, you can't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's too late. We're we're too far. I've watched the episode, Emma. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) It's far too late at this stage of proceedings, isn't it?
2: Important admin question. Yes. If you change your request, you go to the back of the queue. I just, I feel like we need to, to clarify that in case anyone else ever changes their request.
3: No, I think the rule should be, if you've made a request and you're just changing it, yeah. then you keep your place in the queue. Do you Fine. know what I mean? <laughs> you nip out of the queue to the shelf, you grab the, yeah. the, the, the other request, you ask the person behind you, like, I'm sorry, I've changed my mind about what I want to buy, I'll be back in in 10 seconds, is that cool? But Fine. then if you're getting a second item, a second request, then that one's bump into the back of the queue, you know?
2: But if there's a dickhead behind you in the queue, they might not let you back in.
3: Well, I mean, maybe that's what... Okay, if all right, so from now on, if you want to change a request, Pete and I will put you in touch with the person behind yeah. you in the and queue. And you have
2: to ask them in your own time
3: whether they mind. That's <laughs> a politely request. Then just let us know what they say. Jeez, guys, stop relying on us. You know we're bad at admin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there you go, Emma. You'll, uh, I'll screenshot you that, Pete. You can add it to the spreadsheet at the back. And okay, um, thanks. everyone's a winner. So there you go. Uh, in the meantime, we'll do your original request before I uh, found the secondary message just now, which was Season 3, Episode 10, The One Where Rachel Quits. First broadcast, Peter, on December the 12th, 1996. Not a detail we often give, but sometimes just like to add it. It's nice to know. Would you like to know... The production code for this episode. No, I'm all right with that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 465260. Synopsis for this. What a strange detail to pop on the Wikipedia spreadsheet, right? Synopsis. Rachel's fed up of being a waitress, so Joey and Chandler encourage her to pursue a career in fashion, saying she'll be more motivated to find a new job if she quits. Phoebe helps Joey selling Christmas trees meanwhile, but becomes upset over learning the old trees get thrown into a chipper. I've got an issue with that already, because she very much doesn't help him sell Christmas trees if anything she hinders him selling Christmas Mm, trees
2: counterproductive yeah
3: Uh, and Ross accidentally breaks a little girl's leg a classic Friends (laughs) third plot line yeah and attempts to make it up to her by helping her sell brown bird cookies to win a trip to space camp Uh, (laughs) a lot going on here isn't there a lot going Mm. on where to start Peter The 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 headings that I've popped in my notes are Rachel's career Phoebe's trees or Ross and the little girl Mine are Rachel's Trading, Joey and Phoebe, or Injured Girl. Injured Girl. Good. You've got more <laughs> sort of factual based. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe we start with Joey and Phoebe. Yeah, the trees. Do you know what? I do one of these endings, which is a nice, feel good, lovely way to end a Christmas episode when they eventually all get the, the old brown. And I'll be honest, when they're all in the apartment, they don't actually look that bad. They just look a bit sparsely brown. No, I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. I think you'd be all right having 20 slightly older trees. You'd
2: have to do so much hoovering after that, though, wouldn't you?
3: But Monica would quite enjoy that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you, for one, this is a topical episode for us in a way that you wouldn't expect because uh, this week I took down my Christmas tree.
2: <laughs> is it real? Well, it can't have been real. It can't have lasted that long. If it no, real. it's
3: absolutely not real. No, it's yeah. it's it's a big old fakey. I, I I basically... With the new lockdown, I decided my Christmas tree was going to become a lockdown tree and it would come down Fine, on the twelfth yeah. day of lockdown, you know, after lockdown ends. But I'll be honest, with the sun and the summer very much coming <laughs> in, it, it it just looked fucking weird in my room. Fine. Yeah, No longer sort of cosy and nice. It was just like, why is there a fucking tree in your room, you weirdo? Yeah. Anyway, so that's gone. Um, and yeah, I had to do a lot of hoovering, absolutely. So Phoebe, um, this is a, a classic episode, isn't it, where... <laughs> It's nice on the one hand because the friends are being very nice to their friend Phoebe. But on the other hand, she's both really getting in their way in life and in Joey's career and making them go to a lot of fucking effort to to sort of fix a, a daft whim upset she has, you know?
2: She's also just sort of soaking up the story that they all make up about Christmas trees fulfilling their destiny, like, she just soaks it up like she's a child, doesn't she? Yes,
3: it's, it is. Uh, what's surprising more to me than she, than her soaking it up, which I do think she would do, is how quickly Joey thinks on his feet to get that out.
2: Yeah, true. And, and
3: how sort of good he is at lying. I mean, we see later in the seasons, don't we? Like, he can, he can barely lie at all with the whole, oh, the, a raccoon came in and all that sort of stuff. He's really... I mean, let's be honest, quick wit and intellects aren't Joey's f- main fortes, are they? But no. very quick bit of thinking, that, the old Christmas destinies.
2: I do love Phoebe's reaction to the chipper with the old dramatic music. That whole little yeah. scene is great.
3: Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? Um, that's a bit of classic old Friends. You don't see as much of that in the sort of...
2: The- yeah, I thought that. There's a couple mm. of things in this episode that I feel like they sort of... There's one bit that will come on to later where you can see Ross through the peephole in a door. yeah. And the way that they've sort of used the camera and, and sort of mocked that up to make it look like we've got that view of him. That, yeah. There's some kind of, like, playful production things that they kind of dry up, don't they?
3: I've written a few strange camera angles in this pl- in yeah. this uh, episode on my notes as well, yeah. I feel is. like we get a couple of different camera angles of them in Central Perk at some points mm, as well. It all yeah. feels a little bit different. Feels like they've been a bit experimental for Christmas, doesn't it? i mm. will dry up soon, I'll just go back to the old basics. Uh, so she goes down to the tree uh, shop, tree, tree sales area? Um, yes, the tree sales area. The tree pound. Yes. Um, yeah, and like you say, she learns about the chip. We get this sort of big dramatic, sl- it's slow-mo, isn't it, as well? It's everything yeah. yeah. It's proper sort of old-school parody production from, from the old. This is where I sort of run out of patience because it's sort of, I get there's the sort of childlike sadness about the trees, but... At this point, she just stops Joey earning money. And he's yes. an actor, and who clearly needs the money, which is why he's selling Christmas trees. And she's rocking in, persuading people to buy, all, or trying to and failing, to buy old trees. Well,
2: there's also the, the tree that that old man that she sort of puts off, the tree that he wants to buy from Joey, it's absolutely huge. It's like yeah. 10 foot tall.
3: Yeah, it's a big old tree, isn't it? Um, Also quite surprised with... um joey's knowledge of trees he's given it all the yeah. good sales chat you
2: know what is it in friends that someone insults someone by calling them a big tree
3: yeah richard Chandler, richard Chandler yes calls that's richard, right your big tree, your big tree. what yeah, I knew that wrong for about. my money one of the best lines in all the friends <laughs> yeah. your big tree this mm, chef's kiss the old man incidentally might not, might, might, not forgive us for calling him an old man. To be fair, but um, the the tree customer is played by a man called Gene Crane, who is David Crane, off of Bright Kaufman Crane's dad.
2: Oh, giving the family cameos,
3: absolutely, yeah. I've not looked much deeper to see if Gene Crane is in fact an established actor or if he's just literally been wheeled in because they needed someone to buy a tree. But I mean, he, he doesn't stand out, so I presume he's he's got some sort of actor training. Oh, he's in loads of stuff. Why, wow, what else
2: has he done? Rocky 3? Right.
3: Ah, uh, well, actually, no, see. You know, when you read someone's sort of opening paragraph and it's like, known for, and then you go, oh, these are the things they had big parts in Rocky 3, the ABC After School specials, and Friends, he's known for, apparently. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that one scene in Friends is. Ah, Gene Crane, the
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. Friends scene the tree. yeah.
3: He plays the mayor in Rocky 3. Those three things that are listed in his opening paragraph are three of the four actor credits he has. There you go. A little deep dive into Gene Crane's career for you. That was nice, yeah. I thought everybody would enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't buy a tree. I mean, to be fair, Gene Crane, when Phoebe was like, why don't you buy this old one? He didn't have to say, I don't now want to buy a tree from this place at all. <laughs> he could have just gone, no, I'll just, I'll just buy the good one that I wanted to.
2: That was quite a sort of bold reaction, wasn't it? He got completely put off by Phoebe.
3: Yes. No, Absolutely. Um And, uh, yeah, I feel I feel like Joey was hard done by then. And we're led to believe she's been doing that a lot and sort of getting him out of a lot of sales, you know? I, I do feel, on the one hand, I'm like, God, they've really... They've, what a lot of time they've had to put into making... Well, a
2: lot of effort to get all those trees up those flights of, of stairs
3: yeah, as well. Presumably they've carried them all. I don't think the tree sales area does a delivery, would it? It's all happy ending. We get a nice little Christmas thing, and you know, in this scene as well, as when Rachel ends up getting the job that we'll come on to, so... Yes, feel good Christmas fest at the end, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm glad that we're doing this episode. It's very uh, relevant for this time of year. (laughs) Look,
3: Pete, sometimes our methods will not prove fruitful. We've had a couple (laughs) of topical ones. This one, I'd say, Christmas in February. Not so much. It's March now, by the time this comes out, actually, isn't it? It is, yeah. Flipping Nora, lads. Where to next? The Injured Girl. Or as I've headlined it, Ross and the Little Girl.
2: Nice little glimpse of the old building stairwell a couple of times here.
3: One of the strange camera angles, I believe. You know? It's just you don't often get to see that view of the stairwell, do you? Because, as we know, Pete, from our visits to the friend's set, there isn't actually a stairwell there, is there?
2: That's true. There's like four
3: steps and then a wall. So either they've done some jiggery-pokery or they've sort of built another bit.
2: It's an interesting plot to involve one of your main characters seriously injuring a
3: child, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of strange things about this plot, which I think we'll detail as we go through. Uh, the first, the inexplicable appearance of a racket sport, which is such a strange <laughs> but quite regular plot device for friends. When, yeah, I feel like squash gets a few mentions, yeah, or doesn't r- it? Or Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like they need a place for them to go or a prop for them to have and every now and then we sort of get a glimpse into the strange racket sports addiction. But it's it's not regular enough for me. But this time it's tennis uh, which again we see later when Chandra and Monica are playing tennis with um, his boss and his wife.
2: Yes, that's true.
3: Yeah, Um, Ross, yeah. Backhands a little girl and breaks her letters. Hmm. (laughs) Tricky, isn't it? She also doesn't seem to fall very far down the stairs to break her leg. No, and I wonder, yeah, I guess the surprise of being hit by a tennis truck, it would knock you back properly down the stairs. <laughs> yes, yes, I suppose it would. <laughs> but you're right, she must have just... Especially thought, by a
2: full-grown man when you're a small child. Yeah, that's fair, isn't it? <laughs> the girl's a good little actor, isn't she?
3: Yes. I mean, she- I say little actor, she's probably in her mid-30s. She's our age, mate. I looked it up. She's yeah, 32, course she is. 33 now, which is younger <laughs> no. than me and older than you. Um, But she's been in loads of stuff.
2: Yes, she was in Arrested Development, wasn't she? Yeah, I saw that yeah. on her little
3: profile. She was indeed. Uh, there's a strange line in this plot where, which is just a little throwaway Chandler joke, but he goes, a Muppet got whacked on Sesame Street last night. Where were you? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's it's a throwaway joke, but it's like he's reading it in the paper. And yeah. I'm not sure there were that many murder plot lines in Sesame Street. I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen that episode where they take out a hit on a Muppet.
2: Which do you, which of the Muppets do you think is the most likely to commit murder?
3: See, this is the problem, because I, I love the Muppets, and I know a lot about the Muppets side Collectively. of the Muppet family. Right, okay. But not really. the Sesame Street Muppets. Big Bird is just fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, Big Bird's mad, but he's one of the only ones. Elmo is Big Bird. Big Bird
2: a man? Uh, yeah, oh, Big bird, bird is a
3: isn't man, he? isn't he? What do you mean? What? Oh, was in, what, what Big gender <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. Being a bird doesn't mean it can't be male or female. No, no, no I know. You said a man, is
2: it like Oh yeah. Just, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I was trying to I was trying to apply a gender to to,
3: to big the, bird. to Big Bird, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was like, I was gonna say the clue's in the in the name of the character, mate. It's yeah. very much a big bird. Um <laughs> Yeah I, was, I
2: I'm aware that Big Bird isn't human <laughs> as a character.
3: Look, as long as we clear these things up, then everyone will be happy. I don't like Big Bird anyway. No, he's he's weird and creepy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know. I imagine Big Bird would be doing the killing because I don't trust him. Um, But yeah, I just thought a deep dive on that slightly strange line. Mm -hmm. And then we get into what I'll sort of say is the start of the weirdness, because from a sort of viewer's perspective, we know Ross, right? Mm -hmm. We know he's a good guy for the most part. He's weird, but he's, you know, his heart's in the right place. He's got a kid of his own. He's a dad. But from this girl's dad's point of view, he's just like a late 20s man that he's let into yeah. his nine-year-old daughter's bedroom on his own.
2: Well, there's also the strange bit later where she seems to sort of have a day out with, with Ross and, and the other two. She's she sort of just left to hang out with them.
3: Excuse me, sir, do you mind if I take your nine-year-old daughter to my friend's apartment in Manhattan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking weird, isn't it? I mean, and we are led to believe that her dad isn't the best father in the world. Yes, he intends to gamble her college fund. Yeah, but I would just think there'd be a little bit more sort of CRB checking going on (laughs) in the the amount of time. Parental
2: supervision,
3: perhaps. Right, exactly. I know she's sort of bedridden, but it does feel like it's sort of quite late at night. It's dark, the door's closed. It's just. It's it's odd, isn't it? It's odd. Is she. What's she called? A
2: a brown bird? A brown bird, yeah. So are we. Is that like brownies?
3: Brownies, I presume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you a beaver? <laughs> yeah, I was a, yeah, a beaver. Do you know what? To anyone outside the UK, what a question! What a weird question is that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, in the UK, the youngest level of like Cub Scout is called beavers.
3: Yes, beavers, cubs, and scouts. I was a beaver and, and a cub. Then rainbows, brownies. Guides. Guides. Yeah. I never graduated to scouts, you know. I think I lost interest before. Yes. So that's the same as me. So you were a beaver and a cub, were you? I was a beaver and a cub and I wasn't a scout. How would you have felt as a cub if a late 20s man had just come to your meeting and sat in the um, circle?
2: Uh, yeah, that would be uncomfortable.
3: Another part of this plotline that I just find a bit like I get that he's doing this to you know out of sort of his guilt of of injuring her, but he doesn't need to go to the meeting, does he? He could just send a no the note saying send I've sold a this present or something. Yeah. yeah, it's he's putting a lot of time. To- I mean. Where is he getting the time to do this? Go and sell the cookies. Go to Brownbird meetings. Go and well s- at, at midnight at college dorms as well. Yeah, it's just it's a, a little look into sort of a, a week in the life of Ross Geller of this week <laughs> would be a strange diary entry, wouldn't it? it?
2: Does suggest he's quite good at marketing biscuits, though. He seems quite successful at it. Well,
3: yes, uh, yes, but then again, he is up against the sales techniques of nine-year-old girls. So I just thought yeah. he he would have really hoped to outwit them, you know
2: up against a group of scruds
3: yeah group of scruds yeah um (laughs) scrud is still one of my favorite words
2: i love that girl who calls him a scrud she's great she's got the the attitude on her is great
3: yeah it's really a really good appearance isn't it and scrud of course with our our uh, instagram quizzes that we do that's become quite a theme of that as well hasn't it
2: yeah absolutely
3: people call people scruds if they break the rules like putting the answers in the comments so very much a no-no we should do yeah, a quiz true. soon actually um amy half of our quizard. oh yeah Who's very kindly sent us a quiz for this episode, but also then sent a follow-up message saying, please discuss why Ross is such a dick when Sarah says her dad thinks they could go to the Taj Mahal if they cleaned enough apartments. Such an unnecessary classic Ross comment, she says. It is very um, dismissive, isn't it?
2: Yeah, he sort of dashes her hopes of that being something that might happen.
3: You'll have to clean a lot of apartments. I mean, like, cleaners go on holiday, Ross. Stop being an absolute prick.
2: Also, when Monica says that she doesn't want cookies because it will sort of spark her old eating habits, it's not very brotherly of Ross to then sort of poke those problematic eating habits for his own financial gain. No, it's a
3: very, like, I think that's one of the storylines that would very much not get past the uh, it's quite dark, taste yeah. senses these days. It's, it is, it is. Like you say, it's, it's literally uh, exploiting an eating disorder. And they do have another of these sort of parody conversations, don't
2: they, where she's sort of desperate for cookies like they're drugs.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah, the, the, you can't cut me off and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange little side side plot to the to the main cookie plot, that isn't it, Monica getting addicted to the uh to the cookies. Yeah, it is. Um but yeah, no, I th- I wrote that down as well, exactly very very bad, not even just brotherly behavior, just human behavior. Yes. True. So basically yes. go, here is someone that had a very serious eating problem. Uh, I wonder if I can make fifty dollars out of that.
2: I don't remember when, um, when I was a beaver or a cub, ever being required to sell things.
3: No, no, doesn't f- doesn't feel like it'd be safe to be honest. No. Like when we first meet her, she's not with her dad. She's either. literally on her own in a hallway. Isn't yeah, she's she? wandering around Manhattan apartment buildings, yeah. knocking on doors. It just feels like either we're looking at it through cynical twenty twenty one eyes. Mm. Well there's some serious child neglect Yeah, I just feel like it It probably is the latter, you know um, the, the the peephole shot that you mentioned earlier Yeah, another one of the sort of slightly different camera angles we get And the sort of disembodied voice of the neighbour um,
2: Yes, and that voice in itself is sort of like a It's like a pantomime evil sort of voice, isn't it? Yes,
3: it's a very very sitcom tropey voice, isn't it? Rather than a yeah. sort of realistic one um, Ross is being weird, though. He keeps leaning in very close to the peephole. It's 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 almost like this scene was filmed the week that the peephole was invented. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know it wasn't, but it feels like they've gone, guys, we'll show uh, an angle through the peephole, and then we'll show the wacky effect that happens when someone leans into a peephole. Um, it very much reminded me of, have you ever seen any of Gary Barlow's... Uh, <laughs> I think he calls them the crooner sessions. I have
2: never watched a single minute of any of those,
3: Dave. How have you managed to escape them? They're bloody everywhere. I think I probably have Gary Barlow muted on Twitter. That's so good for you. But he does this awful thing that you will notice if you ever watch one, where he just leans into the camera every time he sings a line, like the microphone won't pick him up otherwise, and it's incredibly infuriating. (laughs) And that's what Ross reminded me of. Quite a niche comparison. You are welcome. A little break, and then we'll continue with this.
2: Yeah, let's do that.
3: Hello, I'm Tom, and I make a podcast where I log into celebrities' Amazon accounts. It's called... What a brilliant idea for a pod. There's no original pods out there anymore, but this genuinely is... Thanks, Ben Bailey-Smith. Anyway, it's called... This is
0: good, isn't it? It's clever, this podcast. You should do more.
3: Thanks, Kerry Godleyman.
0: It's called... This is such a great idea, by the way. What great podcast.
3: Shafi Korsandi, you're too kind. The podcast is it's called... It's biographical. You can get all sorts of information out of people. This is a very good idea. Thank you, Nick Helm. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thanks, Alex Swann. Can you tell your friends?
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parents' plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1 dot com. That's uh1 dot com.
3: No break if you're on Patreon, though, is there? Straight back in, boom, boom, boom. Do you think American listeners know who? Do Americans know who Gary Barlow is? Hmm,
2: I wouldn't say. I don't think they would, would they? If you're American,
3: do you know who Gary Barlow is? Yep, that's our. Uh... get in touch this week cheers guys Um, and let us know I can't think of a reason why they would do you know what I mean like I can't think of a thing that he's done that will have broken America in any way like because I don't even think Robbie Williams is that big in America right
2: no I think you're right
3: as a take that phenomenon not sort of uh, the ever dwindling numbers of take that yeah I think it's just Gary Barlow and his his dog now isn't it take that just Wandering out onto the stage. <laughs> um, where were we? Ross, Ross and the little girl. <laughs> yeah. So yes. So, but Ross ends up having to. Well, I mean, he's basically not only exploiting Monica's eating disorder; he's just trying to rinse his close friends for money until he discovers the uh, the, the 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 NYU dorm.
2: Makes loads of money off people who are high. Uh,
3: and then he ends up losing anyway, even though he cheats at the meeting, buys loads himself. That's a very funny and well delivered line. The uh, that's because my doctor says I have a. <laughs> nougat deficiency but
2: he says he says nougat doesn't he
3: yes nougat i was i thought when i was just saying it out loud then i was like i'm sure he says nougat
2: yeah nougat
3: um is that how americans pronounce nougat
2: we don't pronounce the t do we
3: no i don't think we do but now i'm I'm second guessing myself Mm. i wouldn't say nougat would you
2: what is nougat
3: (laughs) what's it made i know it's sugar whipped egg whites sugar or honey and nuts or fruit there you go. Look, we're all learning that's,
2: stuff. That's, isn't that meringue?
3: Yeah, well, uh, related heavily to the meringue. Apparently, is really? newgar part of the wow, meringue? cousins. Right, part of the meringue family. Right. Um, there you go. Don't say we never teach you anything on this podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we got that clear. You probably already knew because we're just idiots. What is newgar is not a question I'd ever expected to hear on this podcast. But there you go. Newgar and beavers and Gary Barlow. <laughs> Um, And then, yeah, like I say, he ends up losing anyway. Uh, And then the bit that you alluded to earlier, where he invites her round to Joey and Chandler's apartment, which in itself... It's a
2: very nice thing that they do for her, though. Like, it is obviously well-intentioned, and we're not saying that they're dodgy. It's it's a nice idea that they have for her.
3: It is a lovely idea. My question is about what happens immediately after it cuts off, because it's a lovely little ending to the episode. But considering she was trying to get to real space camp... (laughs) <laughs>
2: once she she's sort of gone
3: what a nice effort that was <laughs> and spun yeah. around in a chair a couple of times what's she's the rest home. of the, the space station experience that they've planned because they yeah. don't even count down to one which I know is for our benefit they do 10, nine, eight, and then just go blast off spin around a bit and that's it job done off you go we've brought you all the way across Manhattan to spin around in a chair in some tinfoil a couple of times all the best so to rachel another
2: hideous shirt and tie combo from gunther oh he's really
3: rocking them i think it's quite a good gunther episode on the whole though yeah he gets some good lines doesn't he what's on the shirt and tie reminders
2: uh he's wearing a sort of navy striped shirt and then a sort of really hideously patterned beigey tie
3: is this is have they dressed gunther to be deliberately poorly dressed or was that a sort of style at the time that, surely that's never been in style <laughs> you just don't know do you some of the things they wear presumably unironically in this
2: show also wide ties are very they're not on
3: anymore are they no wide ties were very off for the last yeah. sort of 20 years haven't they been <laughs> the, the skinny tie is very much wide ties <laughs> wide ties beavers and nougat <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he has some great lines doesn't he in uh, in this one there's the, the trace spot He's quite sort of low-key bitchy
2: to Rachel, Very, he? wasn't
3: he? When he's sort of uh, telling her, come and look at the difference between the decaf and the regular coffee, and she says, can't I just look at the handles? And he goes, you'd think.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so, I mean, I really enjoy that side of Gunther. And we, of course, we get the one slightly creepy um, bit where he calls her sweetheart under his breath.
2: Yes. I do think Rachel's um, surprised that her job performance is questioned, isn't she? But it's questioned while she sat while on a shift next to a mate just having a chat with him
3: yeah i think that's one of my favorite low-key lines of the whole episode is where she turns to chandler and goes can you believe that and he goes yeah yeah
2: you do wonder why they haven't already fired rachel
3: Well, is it because Gunther loves Rachel, basically? Yeah,
2: that must be her only redeeming quality.
3: Because Terry is mentioned, and by all accounts, this is the last time Terry is mentioned in all of Friends midway through season 3. Yes, because it's
2: it's Terry who wants her to redo the training, isn't it?
3: Yes. Terry's obviously aware of her poor performance, but has Gunther sort of talked Terry around into keeping her through his own sort of strange desires, you know? Yeah. Mm. Let's not delve too deeply into that, shall we? Uh, Continuity error... Oh, really? Yeah, Chandler says Rachel's 28.
2: Oh, she turns 30 quite a few years later, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, turns
3: 30 in season seven. Yeah, okay. So, I I mean, it's entirely plausible that Chandler gets her age wrong, but then the joke doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> because she would have just gone, I'm actually 26, so it's not the end of the world. Stop. And, and it's, it's, it's also strangely dismissive of service jobs, which... In America especially, like, people work in service all their lives, don't they? But they're very, like, this is an oblique, depressing existence to be working yes. as a waitress.
2: Yeah, like, this, the only way from there is up.
3: Yeah. She gets sort of trained by Gunther, doesn't she? Where to put the tra- it's like I mean, it's, it's too basic stuff, isn't it? You're right. The sort of stuff he's teaching her means she should have definitely been fired a long time ago. Big shout-out to resumes, though. They're back, aren't they? Rachel's job
2: opportunity. It comes from...
3: Joey's dad overhearing something, which <laughs> the, is the classic way the yeah. fashion industry works, as far as I can tell. Joey's dad is working
2: somewhere to do with fashion, and hears that they've got a vacancy, so Rachel applies for it and then gets it.
3: Well, not even that she applies for it; is that he puts in a word. Yes, and she gets an interview <laughs> off the back of it. Yeah. She gets an interview off the back of the plumber going, "I hear you. I, I overheard something. I probably shouldn't have overheard that you're looking for someone new." I know someone. I mean, we know the job is basically just making coffee and um, sorting out hangers, but it does seem unlikely that they would have taken the rec- recommendation of the hired plumber to sort of as, to, to play the role of recruiter.
2: Can you imagine being in a coffee shop? Yes. And then a member of staff uh, asks for silence and does a speech <laughs> because they're <laughs> late.
3: <laughs> It's so, it's so funny, isn't it? The
2: absolute audacity of her requiring everyone in there to stop so she could do a goodbye speech is
3: pretty extraordinary. If I'm just down Cafe Nero <laughs> and someone does a <laughs> clink, clink, clink. So, Sandra's leaving this afternoon. She'd like to say yeah. a few words, everyone. Shut up. I, mean, like-
2: I appreciate maybe a little bit of a gathering with all your colleagues after you finish your shift, yeah. but to sort of <laughs> ask for the floor while you're there is... is is
3: mad one of many many strange things that you would experience as a customer in that coffee shop yes that's true that's
2: true
3: chandler's very proud of his computer isn't he
2: yes (laughs) he is yeah
3: ross says who made these resumes like it's it's a really wonderfully dating of of this episode in the mid 90s because first ross is like how could you have possibly made this typed print on a piece of paper and then chandler goes me on my computer and (laughs) is so delighted and smug uh with that uh but she gets the job doesn't she she gets the job thanks to joey's dad um and then we get for the second week in a row on this podcast pete the inverted commas graduation march makes a.
2: yes i did think that makes an appearance yeah i I did recognize that what what are you singing there isn't that it? <laughs> no, I don't I know what, what have that, I just said.
3: I just shouldn't work out what that is.
2: What do they sing?
3: Oh, yeah. I don't
2: know what the fuck I was just singing. Oh, it's
3: in the back of my head that that's going to annoy me. Americans, have you ever heard of Gary Barlow? And who can name <laughs> the piece of music Pete was just singing then, please? Um stop it. Stop it. I can't
2: remember what it is now. Where no. have I got that from? I feel like that's in Friends.
3: Uh potentially, yeah. Very much so. I'd 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 ask you to sing it again, but I feel like we're already taking no, the yeah. by discussing let's this. On. Let's move on. Uh, well, let's move on to the quiz, shall we? Because I think that is where we wrap the episode, no?
2: Oh yes, yeah. Uh, have you got the quiz open? Do you want me to get the quiz open? I
3: will have the quiz open by the end of this sting. got it open? Instagram.com. <laughs> um, the quiz. The one where Rachel quits quiz. I feel like I we now skip over the amount of effort that Amy's put into this quiz, but it's worth repeating that...
2: Oh, like, it's more effort than we put in.
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. There's a slideshow with a title page, then an instruction page... Each question is on its own slide the following slide has the answer the first few slides are blank to avoid spoilers there are five questions what kind of cookies does sarah sell right before ross breaks her leg
2: i can only think that there are some that are mint mint
3: treasures yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't and they're know the this. ones that
2: monica loves no yeah. i don't think i do
3: holiday macaroons yeah i wouldn't got that question 2 what are ross's three rules of championship play uh power Precision and panache, I think.
2: Breaking a girl's and
3: oh, right. <laughs> uh, yes, power, precision, panache. How many boxes were sold by the brown bird who won last year? Oh, oh that's
2: these are. Hasn't Amy actively decided to make these questions tougher? Yes, yeah, didn't did she message say saying that she's going to do that? Because yeah. I think that's quite noticeable here. <sighs>
3: it's four hundred and something, I think. Is it? I, I'm not going to get the number. I don't think. Are you? No, I don't think so. Four hundred and seventy-five. What kind of trees cost a little more money but have a better smell? I actually do remember this. This is the one where I was saying Joey's got quite good sales. Patter the Douglas fir, I believe, Pete. Oh, good knowledge. Uh, Well, I just remember thinking, funny name for a man, Douglas fir. Tree
2: jokes.
3: <laughs> Glad you came with me on this. <laughs> what is the name of the brown bird who calls Ross a scrud?
2: Uh, well, Sarah's the one that he breaks the leg of. That's which not a is question, much... Pete. Stop, no, I know. Stop
3: trying to do that thing where you talk around it and give a show that you know. that. This is classic me in my uh, school tests. Well, I can tell you some other facts. And how many boxes did she sell? Do you know what, Amy? You have made these hard this week. And we appreciate that because we're going to have to up our game. Sharla charlotte
2: well i I did say earlier that i like her so i I mean that's i should know her name really given i particularly Mm, like her
3: 278 boxes and charlotte two out of five pete it's not a good performance from the boys no dreadful terrible news it's the first time i've ever called us the boys as well yes i don't think it suits us does it um no i feel a bit deflated actually now oh cheers for amy Cheers, Amy. No, good. That's good. It'll it'll it'll, no, it'll make good. us up our game, won't it? Hey, Dave. Pete,
2: <laughs> would you like to know what next week's episode is? Would I? Next week's episode, Dave, is the one with Ross's wedding part two.
3: The one with Ross's wedding part two,
2: which comes courtesy of Georgie, who has also provided a quiz. So, Amy, Walk after off. that. <laughs> After that stroke I think that sounded Because I talked to him, you started that You said fuck off Oh
3: no <laughs> Week <laughs> so, off I Amy said.
2: fuck off <laughs> No you get a week off Fuck um, off for
3: one week only Yeah
2: fuck off for one week And then please come back Because we rely on your quizzes
3: I love that it's taken us so long Almost three years To f- complete the one With Ross's wedding yeah. Uh, which we did the part one of with, I believe, the Mac Twins about two and a half years ago. Good memory. Um, well, only because I thought it was so funny that they'd chosen not only half of a two-parter, but the, but first, the first half, half it, yeah. <laughs> which is just all the yeah. sort of setups. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Georgie for, uh, for sort of knocking that one out after they set it up. So oh, I'm excited about that. This, I'd say that one is one of the ones I know the very best, because I think that's one of the first episodes of Friends I ever watched. And I used to have that book. The one in London or something. There's like a whole book about it with a script in it and all the behind the scenes stuff, you know?
2: Well, let's hope you do well with George's quiz in that case. i
3: will try and dig that one out, hey Pete?
2: Yeah, do that.
3: Goodbye and good luck. Goodbye. I don't know I'm wishing you good luck for, but.
2: No, me neither. Yeah. I was trying to think if I needed good luck for anything, but it's, it's always, always nice like to do. have luck, isn't it? Well, that's true. <laughs> to a